0: Log Talk Radio.
1: BDPA I Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA iRadio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation and the BTF Executive Director, Wayne Hicks Produced by Michelle F. Ortman Online chat coordinated by Everaldo Gallimore Technical advice by John Melanson BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month Join us on wwwblocktalkradiocom BDPA
2: Well, hello to everybody. It is a pleasure to welcome you to tonight's episode of the BDPA iRadio show, linking business, education, and technology. I am. I know that some of you are very disappointed not to hear the pleasant tenor of Fran McNeil, our our ordinary, our regular host for this show. Uh, Fran was not available, and so I, Wayne Hicks, the executive director of the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, will serve as your guest host for the hour. And I'm very, very excited because we have three outstanding guests that will be on this evening. Uh, Glenda Chapel is one of the founding members of our BDPA Baton Rouge ch- chapter in Louisiana. Dr. Craig Brown is our current national vice president. Very interested to hear what he has to say about the organization as he sees it today and as he looks to see it um, tomorrow and well into the future. And then we have an industry expert uh, when it comes to all things hiring, and that would be Portia Westbrooks, uh, who is the owner of West Talent Acquisition. And so we are looking forward to talking to all three of them. Tonight's show is sponsored by Bitwise, and we'll be back in a moment after a word from our sponsor.
3: You're listening to BDPAI Radio Show, sponsored by
4: Bitwise, Blacks in Technology, Working, and Software Engineering, the go-to site for information on building the pipelines and technology for future generations. Check us out on LinkedIn, Facebook, and on the web. Are you
2: Bitwise? We're very grateful to Bitwise for being the sponsor of today's show and for giving us the opportunity to talk with our first guest. Uh, her name is Glenda Chapel. She is a founder, a founding member of our BDPA Baton Rouge chapter. She's a longtime member of BDPA. I first met Glenda when she was a leader in our BDPA Richmond, Virginia chapter uh, before she moved down to Louisiana. For a number of years, we would see Glenda at our national conferences surrounded by hundreds, literally hundreds of of teenagers, of high school students, because she uh, was the uh, the leader of our youth technology camp that took place every year at those conferences. Right now she is very, very much engaged in trying to provide STEM-based experiences uh, for the young people in Baton Rouge as the chief financial officer for her chapter. She is always looking to raise funds to support BDPA programs and scholarships and services. She has a very unique experience with BDPA and I think that um what we're gonna hear from her is, is gonna be very, very interesting. Glenda, how are you today?
0: I'm good, Wayne. How are you?
2: I am outstanding and looking very much to to getting some wisdom from you for for our our iRadio show audience. I guess the first thing that we would like to ask is what what attracted you to BDPA and what's kept you as active in BDPA for these many years?
0: I was introduced to the organization by my sister some years ago. I was still here at home in Louisiana, and there was no chapter down here, but I relocated to Richmond and did find an active chapter there and started working with them and uh, got really involved mostly, I think, with the aspect of the, uh, as I put it, training the community in all things IT. Uh, I guess that's, that's where my focus was, that's where my joy was. I I have a thing for kids, I think, and uh, seeing their faces light up when they saw something new or they found something new, and when they took it home and explained it to their parents and brought in the community knowledge and IT kind of helped me get through my day, so...
2: Now, That's what and can you, you got involved back to your your sister's issue you and you got involved and then you were in richmond for a number of years as, as a um has a leader in that chapter uh, what what um what's your fondest memory of your of your time with the richmond b d p a chapter
0: uh in the richmond chapter I worked a lot with the the training of the kids, and we would train anywhere between forty and sixty kids at a time. The biggest thing about that, I think, was that we made a great effort to take all of those students to the conference every year. And taking that number of kids out of town on a bus or a plane or vans or however we got there, knowing that a lot of them had never left the city before and had never been in a hotel, and, you know, watching them deal with that new event in their life. Um, that was that's exciting
2: gotta, to me. It's got, yeah, it's got to be exciting in all kinds of ways. It's kind of scary, I guess, when you first try it, and then, and then kind of rewarding once you're on, once you you uh, give them off to their parents and guardians at, at home. Most chapters bring four to six students, and so you're talking about bringing you know two and three dozen at a time. Um, that that is a remarkable challenge from a financial perspective as well as from a logistics perspective. I would imagine.
0: It was, it was, but we had a concept. We had a very active parent group as well as a student group. The parents started meeting the same day the students started meeting. So they did fundraisers through the whole training session and uh, were able to usually get up enough funds to make the trip, to make sure the students uh, could make the trip. We had a very, very active parent active
2: that does make yes. a difference whether it's in regular school or in or in the training that BDPA provides. You know, right at, as you were doing your Richmond stuff, I guess because you would, were always bringing so many students, you were asked to be the conference delivery manager for the youth technology camp. Can you describe kind of what your role was when you were working on the conference team?
0: Uh, I kind of looked at it as the um, office manager. Uh, the camp was... Put together, and the structure was and foundation was put together by others. But uh, during the actual week of uh, the conference, or those three days, I did the day-to-day running around and managing, so that uh, Mildred could be free for administrative issues that came up. So I was the the manager and disciplinarian
2: for three days and there's got to be a disciplinarian in 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 the process whether it's young people or adults we got to have a sergeant of arms someplace in there
0: Uh, it's easier with the young people though it's much easier with the young
2: people (laughs) and that maybe leads me to the next phase of your bdpa experience um you you work with richmond and then what caused you to make the move from virginia back to uh where she said was your home in in the louisiana area
0: uh family issues i have uh family here that needed help needed some care so and uh so i had to relocate i was not able to do it long distance so i had to come back home and take care of family
2: and so you came home to Baton Rouge and and we did not have a chapter in Baton Rouge and so what 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 was that experience like to be in a city where you had been so used to being with a vibrant chapter that had you know programs and services and young people and and then um you go and you have all of this, this pent-up energy, I guess, and, and there wasn't a chapter there. Kind of what was your thought process at, at that point?
0: Oh, well, and you know that I do not have pent-up energy. There's no such thing <laughs> with me. But uh, I, I had visualized a chapter down here uh, before I moved back. I was going to work, try to work through somebody else to do it before I had even decided to come back. Uh, Working with the Richmond chapter and seeing how much good the organization brought to the community there, uh, I knew it was something my community here needed. Uh, There was nothing like it here and it could benefit uh, greatly from it. So the vision was was there long before I came back. Uh, As far as, Trying to deal with it, I guess, introducing something to a community, something that is never heard of, never dealt with before, you know, is not easy. It's never easy. So, um,
2: yeah, yeah, we
0: struggle day you to went, day, but.
2: You, you went through the struggles and you went through the challenge and you went through the administrative um, challenges of actually creating something that didn't exist before, create, you know, all of the, 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 um, the, 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 the the specifications of creating a chapter that a national organization puts on a local area and you did all that and you found like minded people in the Baton Rouge area and so you know what was what was that like when when you were finally voted in and the chapter was finally voted in has that uh, has a official local chapter of BDPA what did it feel rewarding to know that you had brought something you know, to your hometown to your community.
0: It did. It it did. It was a, a great feeling to get that charter that day at that board meeting. It was one thing a weight off my shoulder because it was a lot of work to do, but um, and still a lot of work to maintain. But it was a, a feeling of relief. It's it, it just says to me now you can go on and and give the community what you know it needs and what it can benefit for, and you can do it with the name of BDPA and the support of BDPA behind you. So.
2: And so it you guys got start. It, it's like an entrepreneur. You got started a few years ago, and mm-hmm. you actually had some. You have had young people that you've been training. I've, I've had the pleasure of, of seeing some of the those young people. Do you want, do you want to tell some of the stories of, of in Baton Rouge? Some of the some of the experiences and the and the, and the uh, just some of the unique things that have happened there that you've enjoyed watching over the last few years.
0: Uh, well, I have some students, I, I've kind of given a nickname, I have my whiz kid who's in the middle of everything, he graduated last year, uh, valedictorian of his class, he's been to NASA a couple of times, he's won all these math competitions, that's my whiz kid, and he's still with us, even though he started college at Southern, he told me I can't get rid of him that easily, so, uh, he's still with us and coming back to conference this year. Uh, and now, then there's ahead, my you can go, ahead,
2: you, can go ahead, you can give us give us him if you like uh, if it's, a, it's, oh, a, it's his name is right. Melvin
0: Gibbons that's 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 yeah, my whiz
2: Melvin Gibbons Melvin is the winner of the uh, I know he won the Oracle scholarship through BDPA a few years ago and he, you're saying he's using he won that it last semester he's won it
0: again this year so he's he's uh, got uh, another and one he, on and you saying
2: not only is he using it to go to Southern University but that he's going to be at the conference next month in Baltimore.
0: He will be at the conference. He's in my class every Saturday that he isn't. He, well, he went to China this year with the Southern uh, class from Southern. He's been in China for a few weeks. But he's home now, and he's back in class, and he will be at conference in August. Yes, he will.
2: And that, that's that's one of those examples of classroom from the boardroom, because that's a young man that uh, was willing to come, and his, his parents were willing to bring him there on the Saturdays, and you guys in the chapter kind of put in the effort with the training and it, it must be rewarding to see, even when they go away to college, that they still are willing to come back and support. And I would imagine he's a re- remarkable role model for the young people that are still in middle school and high school that your chapter is working with. Is that is that true?
0: He is, and he he's constantly uh, trying to grasp and trying to learn. He's always asking questions. He's he's you know determined to understand whatever it is that's coming at him new. He's a He's a great inspiration and great kid to be around.
2: And what kinds of things is the Baton Rouge chapter? What are your What are the hopes for the chapter as it relates to the you know to the adult IT professional? What are the types of things that you're hoping to do in that arena?
0: That's a place where we have some uh, growing to do. Um, we do provide uh, we have our monthly program meetings and we provide presentations on different topics, different IT topics each month. Uh I also like to include though for the community um other t- topics, things like around tax time around February I'll bring a CPA in to uh talk okay. about the taxes and help you know go over things that they need to understand about their taxes. Uh I try to bring in people with topics on resume writing uh, and to look at the job market in the area since the economy has been um, a little down, uh, and entrepreneurship. So we try to do squeeze in different topics as well as the IT topics that the professionals have requested, so to make it a variety of things, to include the community that's not a part of the IT profession.
2: Okay, I understand now being active with um, Pay over the years and your fact that your sister introduced you it means that you've had support from your family have you also had support from your from your uh, corporation from your employer with your with your community outreach efforts
0: um uh, my employer yes blue cross uh has been supporting me they uh have gotten right, we've gotten a set up with an employee match so when we make donations through the company they will match them and I have done that several times. I've made another one recently. Um, I've also had some, I had an open house earlier this year, and they donated uh, several items for uh, door prizes and giveaways, and, you know, they put us on their agenda for community events that they've had so that we could uh, advertise the organization and talk about it and get in front of the community more. So they, they have been very supportive, yes.
2: I think I even saw, it might have been last summer, where Blue Cross Blue Shield of Louisiana um, and you and BDPA actually brought some of your young people to support a food bank. Uh, is that is that right?
0: Well, my kids have, we celebrate the holidays. We'll take off and I'll take them out on an event for the holidays. But before we go uh, for the personal celebration, they do something for the community. Uh, For Thanksgiving one year it was a donation to the food bank, and then for that Christmas they found a a youth shelter and uh, donated items that the shelter needed for the kids there and went and spent some time with the kids and told them about the organization. So they always do a community event before they go out and have fun for themselves. And what Blue Cross has asked me to do is whenever... We do something to give them the information and some pitches, and they they put out a newsletter every month, and they include an article on what we're doing in their newsletter.
2: That is outstanding. So, you, you've been a part of BDPA, and you've kind of seen where where we've been. You've seen where the vision that you have for the chapter there in Louisiana. What, which, what, what are the things you really would like to see BDPA, either locally there in Louisiana or on a national level, what is it that that you, that Glenda, would really like to see us challenge and take on over the coming months and years?
0: Um, I think that I, I would want us to make sure that we don't forget that the the, comp- the organization was founded as a support network for the IT professional, uh, for the adults in the community, and I get afraid sometime that we put too much emphasis on the training of of the training programs for the kids. Uh I love the kids, don't get me wrong, and I'm I'm all for the training and I push that big time, but we also have to remember that the support and training of the adult the professional, the IT professional is where we started and where we need to make sure we stay strong. Um so I just like to make you know see us keep that in the headlights uh as that well a, as moving on to doing with the kids.
2: That makes an awful lot of sense. When we have that, that um that model or that tagline that reads from the classroom to the boardroom, it doesn't stop at classroom. We have to keep working with our members and supporters as they work through their IT careers. Um uh, so that's that's a that's a powerful message. I'm very glad that you shared that with us. Um, in the re- in the remaining uh, minute or so that we have, Glenda, is there anything that you would like to answer that I didn't ask, or is there anything that, that you would like to share um, for posterity with um, the, the iRadio show audience?
0: Um, no, I don't think so. I just would like everybody to remember, especially those that's down here, that you know we are a nonprofit uh volunteer organization and the more bodies that we can get the more donations that we can get the more support that we can get is always helpful always beneficial to you know that the only way that we can get out in the community is that somebody gives up their time and their money and um the few of us you know just a few of us only has so much time everybody's busy 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 so the more people that we have the more uh, resources that we have the more we can do and if everybody can remember that and pitch in and work together, and we can get volumes done. I've seen it done. I've been part of it being done. And I know it can be done in every chapter that we have and in all the new chapters that should be starting up across this country. We have a lot to offer. All we have to do is get up and get it.
2: Is there a particular number or web or website that you want folks that, that are interested in following up with you to support BDP Baton Rouge? Um, How how would you like them to contact you?
0: Um, Well, we do have a a landing page on the national website, www.bdpa.org. You can look under the local chapters and go to Baton Rouge. There is a landing site there that you can send a message. or The number you can call uh, is 225-721-3131. And you can get to me anytime. Our email address is bdpabr at cox dot net.
2: You're a good person, Glenda. We'll put that information on on the BDPA radio uh, website as well for those that want to contact you in the, in the future. Um, on behalf of the iRadio show and our and our host uh, Fran McNeil, I really just want to thank you, Glenda, for. I'm taking the time to spend with us, and I hope that you've enjoyed uh, the time with us as much as we have enjoyed uh, hearing uh, your story and the story of BDPA as it grows in Louisiana. Thank you very much, Glenda.
0: Thank you for having me, Wayne. Appreciate it.
2: All righty. As we um, move forward, the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation is the host for 27 uh, times, in fact, uh, if if I look at it, it's now been on for a little bit over a year. We're very, very pleased with the audience as it has grown. We're excited about the information um, that has been shared, and we're excited by the people that have been willing to sponsor on our show, and so we'll we'll hope to continue that um, on as we go. Uh, Very exciting news that's that's, uh, being announced, and you on the iRadio show will be one of the first to hear about it. our last guest, Glenda, talked about the need to have member benefits for the adult IT professional, and BDPA is pleased to announce a new member benefit, and that will be free enrollment in a CISSP certification course. That's a, that's a security certification. That will be for qualified members, and those especially those that are unemployed. Um, it's the first of several certification courses available for BDPA members, And you'll be hearing more about that as we go along. So you've heard it here first, and we're very pleased that we could tell it to you here first. Our next guest, if he is on the line, will actually be the national president of the organization. His name is Dr. Craig Brown. He was elected to serve as national president for a two-year term. Uh, That term is uh, this year, 2012, and next year, 2013. And 13 He'll be working with the National President, Monique Berry, with the regional officers around the country to take BDPA to the next level. Dr. Brown has 24 years of, of service within the IT industry, has a database architect, has a systems architect. He's been involved in management. He has over 20 certifications, and we're very pleased to know that uh, He is a gentleman that has practical experience, but then also has managed to to get the academic chops to go with it. Uh, He has a Bachelor's of Science in Computer Science, and then he received his Master's in Business and his Doctorate in Management Information Systems. And so we are going to now go to our second guest, to Dr. Brown, who will share with the iRadio audience his vision for the future of BDPA, and so Dr. Brown, are you there? I'm sorry, um, Dr. Brown didn't. Uh, he's not on the board, ah, so I, I believe uh, he I... must be having he's probably trying to get into us. He must be having a little problem. But um, well, Dr. Brown we'll is, go... is good. Yeah, I'll, I'll go to to Portia. I just I just want to know that Dr. Brown is uh, really done an outstanding job. Um, has uh, the uh, uh, co-leader of our organization with Monique. He has really put in place some outstanding things. He was a speaker at a biomedical conference recently, and was very mm-hmm. pleased with what he did there. And Everardo, what I'll do is I will take. I will. Uh, we'll go ahead and do Portia next. We'll just do Portia right now. In fact, if she is available, I see that she's on the line. Okay, Portia. Portia? Yes, hi, Maria. Yes, I am so yep. excited, Portia. Portia, I am so excited that you have agreed to be on our show. Um I don't think that the audience is aware of the skills that you bring to the table, but over the course of the next uh this, this next period of time we're hoping that we can that we can share them. Um I do want to tell folks, uh, Portia, that I have not had the opportunity to meet you in person, to work with you, or to attend one of your workshops that you've given um over the years with BDPA and in other and in other venues that you are a subject matter expert when it comes to human resources. Um, I guess the current term is talent acquisition consultant, and that you have your own company, West Talent Acquisition, as well as you have worked um, in that field and in that industry for a number of years, uh, for over 15 years uh, in various corporate America sites specializing in information technology, executive, and diversity recruitment um you have consistently placed high caliber professionals at fortune 500 companies on a national and international basis i think what i like about you is that you're very creative in your sourcing efforts you have a you have the understanding of the full cycle of recruiting and project management and and you've conducted behavioral based interviews you've done the pre employment tests you've kind of watched the industry of talent acquisition evolve and change over time from one of that face-to-face, can I get an can I get an interview to the online version? You've been an active member of BDPA and a volunteer with BDPA uh, since 2006. And so, uh, tell us tell us a little bit. Just give us some of your background, if you will, Portia, that I might have missed or that you want the audience to know about.
1: Uh, well, actually, I became a member while you were uh, sitting president, I believe, for for BDPA at that time. I remember. Um, it was even Mill no Paint at the two thousand and six conference in Detroit. Uh, that's how I was introduced to BDPA through an employer who sent me there to do some diversity recruiting. Prior to that I I honestly was not aware of BDPA, but during that conference in Detroit where we were um The company that I was with, ThoughtWorks, at the time, we had a table at the career fair. So that was my first experience as a vendor at the career fair, and as well as seeing what was going on at the conferences. And I was just totally blown away and amazed by the talent that was in the room, uh, both at the college level as well as the professionals that were there. I would really never been in a room for that many African-Americans that were on point with what they were doing. So it got me excited about the organization, and I immediately, after I joined, started uh, the Chicago chapter, I started volunteering on the um, on the national level with the Career Center.
2: Oh, my goodness. And so... You came as a vendor at a career fair booth, and that was actually 2005. Was when we were in Detroit. So you came as a vendor at yeah. that point. You 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 saw what and and it, it's I don't think people understand that as much. It's we are so used to the environments that we are in, and we're so used to kind of the the um, the process that we get of getting up in the morning and going to work and seeing those people that we work with. And no matter where we work, inevitably there's not an awful lot of folks that look like us at the levels you know that that we're at. And and so then when you come to a group like a BDPA and you're able to come to a national conference, I think that experience is something that, that really blows not just you but all of us away when we see, you know, that many talented people of color in one room in one place, you know, trying to make a difference in this world of information technology. So um and then you say you got involved with the career the career center and career advice, et cetera, on a national level at that after that?
1: Right. Right, and that was a good way for me as a recruiter. Uh, and, again, I, I really credit my membership between your influence and Milk said, I um, remember saying, well, Portia, we need people. It's not just for technologists. We need people that aren't just IT people to help round out the offerings and the services that we provide to our members. So coming in and helping us or uh, regarding, you know, being a subject matter expert around recruiting and what the hiring market looks like and things like that could be a benefit to the members. So I started working uh with National BDPA and Monster is actually our back-end partner. So if somebody goes to DDPA.org and they want to check out the Career Center and look for a job, all that's actually run on the back end by monsters. So It's pretty familiar a technology, but it takes volunteers to help make all this happen. That's why I enjoyed hearing what Glenda was just saying about the more bodies we have, the more that we can do. It really takes a human effort to make sure to manage those relationships with the monster, you know, corporation of the world, and make sure that, Companies can post those positions to our members, and our members have access to them, and that resume database was there. So it was just help uh, working with the national uh, BDP to help make sure that that service was available to members. And for me as a recruiter, it just seemed very natural <laughs> to sort of just help others find another job and connect people with opportunities. So that was one of the first efforts um, I started working with BDPA on was the career center and then I later moved on to help with some of the conference workshops.
2: And then and then I, I have it right that you are the owner of West Talent Acquisition. Is that that's correct?
1: Yes, that's that's the company that I own. It pretty much I'm a One Woman Show kind of thing. I, I go into and I'm basically a consultant. I go into major uh clients um and I partner with them on different types of assignments. Sometimes I go in and just do straight IT recruiting. Sometimes I'm coaching executives. Um, Other times I'm helping with HR-related projects project management and things like that.
2: So wherever the need is in
1: the recruiting space, I'll try to do my best to help my clients. That's
2: that's where your company comes in place. Now, the last few years, obviously, for the economy in general and, and for IT, you know, early in the years, it was after the the um the, the internet the internet boom and bust if you will that, that occurred um and then we went through a period of time where there was an awful lot of outsourcing in the IT space, an awful lot of folks that um where the jobs were being taken out and how and then the economy just we just had a time where the economy just people weren't hiring, companies weren't hiring. How has that impacted um kind of what you've seen in terms of, of, of the talent acquisition, you know, industry and the in the HR, just that whole aspect over the last few years. Has it been a challenge? as much as we would think from the outside looking in?
1: It's uh, from from the from talent acquisition standpoint. It's been for the, for the job seeker. It's obviously been way more competitive because you just simply have way a lot more people that you are submitting your you know your resume is going in one job three hundred people apply, so that's where it becomes a challenge for the job seeker to make themselves stand out. So that's something uh, you know finding the person that can make themselves stand out among the crowd. Uh, another trend that seems and I try to totally encourage people to think outside of the box. They may have had the same full-time, you know, FTE, full-time role, uh, direct employment role for the past 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years sometimes. And now they finally find themselves, they suddenly find themselves unemployed or in transition. Um, the way the market is, because of the economy and the job market, and in this current state of, of the market, employers are looking to bring on temps and tenth temp perms prior to bringing on direct employers employment. So I try to encourage the job seeker to think outside the box. Just don't go looking for that salaried opportunity that might have paid you what you paid were made paid before, because it may take you statistically. They're thinking it takes ten thousand one month per ten thousand dollars you make to find an equitable job. So if you made ninety thousand dollars last year, it's gonna take you maybe nine months to find something making ninety thousand dollars again. What I propose to some of the job uh seekers is to think outside the box. Keep playing, keep keep searching for that position and ninety thousand dollar position, but in the interim, as you're building up your, your skill set, also don't be afraid to touch those contracts. Go take a six month contract or take the perm opportunity because that's where more opportunities lie right now as opposed to full-time direct employment, and that's just an economic thing. Do,
2: do you have that? What's your opinion on career fairs, on the actual, you know, finding a job not so much through, through like, your services as a headhunter, but when folks go and they actually attend career fairs? Is that something that works? Yes, it does.
1: And, and, and there's a misconception that the more money you make, the less you need a career fair. In this day and age, again, the highly competitive market, sometimes just making that face to face contact, shaking the hands, eye to eye contact with the recruiter will be that one thing to make you stand out among the 300 other people that apply for the same job. I have hired people or kept them top of mind where, as I've gone to a career fair, I recently did one for Redbox. I went to a career fair. Um, Basically, the career fair was designed for entry-level people. I saw more mid- to senior-level people just sliding in their resume. Hey, Portia, keep me in line for this. Do you know what's going on? Those things actually really net. So <laughs> I would go back or they connect with me on LinkedIn or something like that. Just those soft touches of, of, of networking and getting out there in a career fair and making your face known or making some kind of connection, that little bit of effort can make a big deal.
2: I'm curious. The the um, y- You've seen it from both ends, so you've seen it. Uh, from talking to job seekers, but then also as a person who gets contracts with corporations, with corporate America, and, and has a long time BDPA member, what is it, what is it that you would tell a corporation? If a corporation was saying to themselves, you know, should I invest in BDPA? Does BDPA have the kind of talent that, you know, I would like to have at my company? You know, what, what's the, what's the kind of the, the, the story or the methods that you would have in having that conversation?
1: Well, any company that has a serious initiative and a strategic effort towards diversity and has that diversity initiative, DDPA should be on the top three organizations that they make sure they're connected with. And a part of that connection should not just be just sponsoring this or that, but actually visibility. I'm going to go right back to the Career Center (laughs) because with that Career Center, center, even though it's DDPA, if one of the corporate sponsors participates and post jobs there, that that, that job posting has their branding on it. So we're, we're helping carry their employment branding. We're helping identify them as an employer of choice for diverse candidates. So any corporation that's seriously, you know, on that diversity initiative and has some strategic needs, that's the place to make yourself visible as well as a place to find qualified, talented people from entry level all the way up.
2: That is outstanding. I, I hope that our that our our potential corporate sponsors out there, our potential corporate partners out there, um, are, are listening and hearing what you have to say. Uh, very, very important stuff. I understand, Portia, that you are going, that you have been, your paper was accepted, and that you're making a presentation um, next month at the 2012 BDPA conference, which will be taking place in Baltimore, August uh, 1st through the 4th. Um, you want to talk to us about your your workshop? Uh, what, what's the title of your yeah. workshop? and
3: who 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 the audience little, who are you looking
1: I'm, to talk with? I'm actually excited because this, this is I've presented before at the conferences. Um I'm a little bit more excited this time. I mean I've always had doing this, but I'm more excited this time. This is my first time working on the college track. Um and um, the the uh workshop is actually behavioral interviews, strategies for success. And as you guys were mentioning earlier in our tagline as an organization, from the boardroom I mean from the classroom to the boardroom, what I'd like to interject in my own little, you know, little famous term, there's a conference room in between and what as a recruiter what I'm finding out is when we get some of um Key talented technical talent sometimes into an interview space or into that conference room, um, they don't necessarily interview well because their expectations of what that interview should be, should, how that interview should be conducted, is not the same as how it's really done these days. Uh, long gone are the days of tell me a little bit about yourself. That's not how corporations are interviewing people. So the purpose of the workshop is to explain, especially to new college grads that are just entering the workforce, to explain the differences and give them a heads up on what to expect through the interview process for the talent acquisition process, especially for IT people. is a little bit different than the traditional route well, for HR. Um, your technology professional may have to go through some testing a logic test, technology, technical test, math test, you don't know, that might be a part of the selection process. But most importantly, a lot of the larger corporations have now incorporated something called behavioral interview process. You're going to have to go through that before you even get the show off your technical skill set. So that's kind of what I wanted to present to you, the college uh, students that are coming through the, work- the workshops and the conference this year, how to prepare themselves for that behavioral portion of the interview as well as, you know, being ready for the uh, technical part because a lot of people are very confident that they can technically, you know, s- you know, talk their way through an interview. But if you can't get to the HR portion of it because of behavioral interviewing skills, you, you're never going to get to show them how great you are technically.
2: So I think that most of our audience would be familiar with the traditional interview, and you you gave an example that tell us tell us something about yourself and. And and what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? That type of an interview that we that we have seen for for many many years. What's what are some of the? What's an example of of a behavioral interview question, or of a way that a behavioral interview would be different than what we know as the traditional interview? Okay,
1: behavioral interviews. Uh, corporations are incorporating that in part of their selection process because it gives them a, an objective way to get through, say, again, those 300 applicants for one job. So the premise of behavioral interviews is that your past behavior um, past past, past behavioral will predict future performance. So they, they take structured questions, so all candidates that go through the actual interview get asked the exact same questions. They're asked in an open-ended form for you to describe a situation. So with the interviewers, and they're all trained especially to hear and listen for different things, what they're listening for in your response is for you to explain something that you actually have already done, not how you would handle the situation. And then they're going to drill down, okay, that's what you did. What were the results of how you did this? And tell me more. So they'll just drill down, and that's the best way to sort of find out um, if the applicant has the competencies that that position Requires. So even though it's a technical position, if it's a project manager, as the interviewer, I'm going to interview you on your leadership skills. I'm not going to ask you anything about technology. I'm going to ask you about your leadership skills. Describe a time when you had to lead a technical team and there was somebody that was not on board. So what I'm listening for is the actual experience, not what you would do but what did
2: you do? Does that make sense? I would imagine if... You know it makes a lot of sense, and if you're having this discussion or you're going to have this workshop on the college track, and so you'll be talking to you know our college student members, our members from HBCUs uh, and and other colleges around the country, and that that's going to be a, a a shocker for a lot of them because their be their their past behavior in a in an employment sense might not be as as wide and varied as an IT professional that's been doing you know what they're doing for five, ten, or fifteen years. So it, is that is that is that true? Well, you
1: know what? That's the luxury of me being able to touch this group because it doesn't necessarily uh, have behavioral interview. Identifying those core competencies is not necessarily. Done based on for the for like an entry level position based on experience, they can still describe to be a student project experience. What I'm going to listen for is how they behave in the team, conflict resolution, their ability to analytical skills. But even though they might not have direct employment in, uh, experience, I'm going to talk to them about drawing upon stories in their life that are true that lend themselves to what the types of competencies they might get drilled for. That's
0: and up. actually, yeah. on
1: the and then actually also, so it's an interactive um, workshop. There are going to be three levels where I'm you know, just briefly doing the lecture. Then they're going to do some mock interviews, and then there will be a question and answer session. But during that mock interview, um, as you may, may well know, some of our other adult IP professionals, once you get the job, you're then on the other side of that desk interviewing future teammates future you know people that you're going coworkers, so this will also give them opportunity and practice to being the interviewer as well as the interviewee because I want them to also realize what they're walking into once they get the job
2: that is outstanding, you know Portia there's a you you have talked about the fact that you attended your first b d p a conference in two thousand and five and you were attending at that point. As a, as I'll call it, a vendor, um, you were there representing the company, you know, that was doing hiring. You were at, you were manning the career fair booth at the time,
3: and yeah. then you f-
2: attended a few of, a few of the conferences. Has an attendee where you got to enjoy it. You attended a number of them. Has a volunteer where you actually were working behind the scenes, and I, I you're uh, going to be me, making a me- presentation. <laughs> You
1: know, I'll correct you. I've actually never attended as of intending. <laughs> I've always been working as a hind off <laughs> at the conference since at two thousand five as a vendor and then two thousand six and beyond other than last year, I think well last year was the first year I didn't serve in some capacity as one well, of the conference delivery uh workshop um you know managers helping to get the workshops together because by two thousand and six um I was working with Betty Hutchins and helping uh, and helping them do the the one that you did in l a so,
2: and, and, yeah, my question will still apply. My question will still apply. From all those different venues and looking at our the uh, BDPA Annual Technology Conference from all those different viewpoints, there are some people that are listening right now that that, that are on the, the edge. They're trying to determine whether they're going to make that investment in the, in the train ride, the bus ride, the plane ride, the car ride to get to Baltimore uh, at the beginning of next month or not. What would you tell what what reason would you would you give to encourage folks that are thinking about attending but haven't actually pulled the trigger yet what what um what would you tell them what reason would you give them to attend the two thousand and twelve b d p a technology you know, conference
1: i uh, you know, participating at your local chapter level is, is, is awesome and a great thing to do. But I think when you get to attend a conference at the national level, it just takes, just takes it to the whole other level. You, it's an opportunity to network with uh, people that have become friends of mine over the years. You know, I mean, some people I only get to see them. If it's not on Facebook or something like that, I only get to see them face-to-face when I'm at conference. But these have been long-standing professional relationships. And for me as a recruiter, it has been just Phenomenal! I've helped place people with my clients, and I've picked up new clients during just, oh, by the way, Porsche a recruiter. You said you need somebody? I mean, just the networking and the six degrees of separation of the people that you're going to meet within the organization and outside of your comfort zone of your local chapter, I think that's a worthwhile opportunity as well as you know just having access to all the training that's available during conference.
2: time. time. That is wonderful. In the remaining minute that you have left, left, Portia, do you want to share any final thoughts with our members and sponsors that are listening in?
1: Career Fair, Career Center, those two words. Visit the BDPA Career Center if you're looking for a job. Even if you're not looking for a job, put your resume in the database just, just to go look and see exactly what's out there. Always know what the market is. I advise job seekers whether they're active or passive. Test the waters. You never know. Like Illinois, here in Illinois, we're working real state. They can let you go, you know, overnight and not give you a reason why. But you want to be prepared and just have – a view of what the landscape looks like at this. So if you visit our Career Center, if we've got some tools, you know, uh, I think there's a calculator, you know, out there to see if you're getting market rate for your skill set. So definitely visit the Career Center, and if you're going to conference, definitely make it through um, the Career Fair. There are some fabulous sponsors there. And, again, even if you're not looking, that's just a great way to see what the market demand is for your skill set. If you're a mainframe guy and you walk to the Career Fair and you don't see any mainframe jobs, you might want to look at new professional development. Or if you're seeing new things out there as far as hot jobs that you're looking for, you know, the user the user interface guy is the hot guy right now. You don't have those skill sets. See what the employee is looking for, and maybe hit them up six months later after you've got the certifications that you might not have been aware of.
2: So That's career center and career fair. Thank you so much, Portia. Very much appreciate it. We're very grateful to Portia Westbrook who is the consultant and owner of West Talent Acquisition. Thanks an awful lot, Portia, for being on the show tonight.
0: Thank you for having
2: me. We're going to now be back in a moment after a word from our sponsor.
3: Hello, my name is Robert Gavin, and I'm the Corporate Sales Director for National BDPA. We are one of a few organizations dedicated to the advancement of African-American and minorities in information technology. Our annual National Technology Conference and Career Fair Expo this year is in the great city of Baltimore, Maryland, starting Wednesday, August 1st through Saturday, August 5th. We have well over 80 corporate sponsors that we've partnered with, companies like Johnson & Johnson, Allstate, HP, Oracle, Life Technologies, WellPoint, the U.S. Navy, and many others. There's still time to partner with BDPA and join us at this year's conference. Check us out. Visit bdpa.org or email robert.gavin at bdpa.org or call 301-584-3135. Hope to see you in Baltimore. My name is Robert Gavin, and I'm the Corporate Sales Director for National BDPA. Did you know we are one of a few organizations dedicated to the advancement of African American and minorities in information technology? Did you know our annual National Technology Conference and Career Fair Expo this year is in the great city of Baltimore, Maryland, starting Wednesday, August 1st through Saturday, August 5th. Did you know we have well over 80 corporate sponsors we've partnered with? Companies like Johnson & Johnson, Allstate, HP, Oracle, Life Technologies, WellPoint, the U.S. Navy, and many others. Did you know there's still time to partner with BDPA and join us at this year's conference? Check us out. Visit bdpa.org or email robert.gavin at bdpa.org or call 301-584-3135. Hope to see you in Baltimore.
2: All right. Breaking news, breaking news. This is Wayne Hicks, the Executive Director for the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation and the guest host on BDPA iRadio Show. The breaking news is that your regular host is dialing in. Uh, Fran, are you there?
5: I am here Wayne. How are you, tonight?
2: I am outstanding and and we are blessed excited to to be able to hear your voice tonight. Uh what what's on your mind as you listen to your sh- to your show from far away places?
5: <laughs> well, listening while I'm riding Amtrak is a wonderful experience. Uh, Wayne, I really appreciate you stepping up to the plate and being a guest host. And it's been really exciting to hear what members are doing across the country. Glenda was very inspiring with um, how she has really helped to transform the chapter and the leadership roles that she's held over the years. And Portia, I've had the opportunity to work with um, through a number of BDPA activities. I love how she really shared some very useful tips for people as they prepare for interviews and provided lots of incentives for attending the conference. So, Wayne, I wanted to ask you what's going on with the ETF and, uh, you know, what are some of the new things that our members and listeners might want to know of that the foundation is doing on their
2: behalf? Well, I think the the main thing that we're doing as we enter into the final 20, 30 days before the conference is we're really working with a lot of local chapters uh, to try to ensure that they have the money that they need to buy the air tickets and the train tickets and the registration and to pay for some meals for their young people while they are getting the experience of their life um, in Baltimore at the conference. And so we've been working very, very hard with a number of chapters to provide emergency funding where necessary and other creative ways to try to get them to the conference so that their young people can really enjoy the the conference. And and so that's been one of the, the more uplifting parts of, of the effort over the past few weeks. We've also um, have just on July the 1st, the deadline came and went for the Eli Lilly Scholarship for BDPA students. And so we will be announcing shortly the two winners of that, um, one winner that will be from the Indianapolis area, where Eli Lilly is headquartered, and the other winner that will be from another um, city and state around the nation, and so we 're very excited to um, to be able to announce that one of our first Eli Lilly scholarship winners from two years ago from from uh, actually from three years ago from two thousand and nine uh, she was a high schooler in Southern California when she won the award, and she is using it now uh, in her junior year at uh, mit and so she is studying in the computer science and engineering area. her name is Corinne. Johnson, and um, so it's just exciting to, to be part of the foundation at this point, and just to see the activity. Uh, we'll be giving out 25 scholarships in Baltimore on Saturday at the awards gala, and um, it's just it's just a really really fun and rewarding time right now, Fran.
5: Well, Wayne, as um, you know, members are interested in learning more about the EPS. Where should they go to kind of hear um, up-to-date stories, as well as look at the history and find out who's been uh, who's been involved with the foundation and who's been recipients of foundation funds?
2: The easiest place to go is www.betf.org. But the reality is, we are becoming such partners with bdpa and i'm very pleased that we're going to have right after you friend uh, the national president monique berry has called in and we're going to talk with monique for a little while we're so connected with bdpa on a local a regional or national level that i would encourage people just go out and wherever they happen to be in cyberspace just search bdpa and you'll find us on twitter you'll find us in facebook You'll find us in LinkedIn. You'll find us if you like photos and you're on Pinterest, uh, there's a BDPA, you know, growing growing population of Pinterest uh, uh, folks with BDPA and black folks in technology. So just wherever you happen to be, with the exception of MySpace, anyplace else you happen to be, just uh, search BDPA, and I think you'll find us, Fran.
5: That's terrific. Well, Wayne, I am so glad that, um, you know, you've provided that update, and again, thanks for being a guest host. As you mentioned, Monique is on the line, so I am going to defer to Madam President, and uh, let's see what uh, breaking news Monique has to share with us.
2: (laughs) Thank you very much, and you travel safe as you go to where you need to be, Fran.
5: Thanks, Wayne.
2: And... We are very, very excited. Uh, we have the unexpected pleasure of our national leader, our national president, uh, Monique Barry, who is on the line. Monique, uh, for a long time, has been a leader within BDPA. She, for two years, was the president of the BDPA Philadelphia chapter, and during her administration, both years, their chapter earned Chapter of the Year honors. This is her first year, so she has just finished her second quarter. Has our national president, and it should be very exciting to hear what she has to say about that experience where the, the buck truly does stop at her desk. And and so, Monique, if you are there with us, um, hello, and welcome to the BDPA iRadio show.
4: Hello, Wayne. Thank you for having me. So
2: what has it been I like not... for the, whirl- the whirlwind of the first six months? What has that been like for you?
4: Uh, you know, it's been very interesting Um, I think it was less of a whirlwind um, these past six months than it was the previous two years when I was the National Vice President of Business Management. Um, During that time frame, that was my first time serving on a national capacity. And um, as you know, with BDPA, all the administrations change every two years, so it's really hard to hit the ground running. Um, So this year I'm very familiar with it. I've been, you know, going through all of the change at the national office and with the changes in the officers, so I knew what to be prepared for. I was more prepared, and I had a game plan coming in the office. So now we're just trying to execute that game plan to the best of our ability.
2: That's outstanding. And so as you've watched the game plan, and I guess the, the next big part of the game plan will be the annual conference, the 34th, annual BDPA technology conference in in Baltimore um what what are the what are the highlights that you would share with our with our listening audience the things that they should look forward to seeing when they make their way to downtown Baltimore
4: well the first thing that we're doing which is totally new for BDPA is we're having an HBCU panel and we specifically looked for HBCUs because in the Baltimore Maryland Virginia area We have quite a few HBCUs, so we've invited them to join us at the Hilton on Tuesday night basically just to tell us um, what's needed for the next generation technology professional from an educational perspective and a professional development perspective and what the universities are doing to prepare our students to make that journey into professionalism And what we can do to help and what is expected or needed, um, I'm going to say from a policy perspective and a government perspective, because IT is the fastest growing uh, professional skill, I want to say, or skill set out there. Um, There's so many, every day there are new jobs created in IT that weren't there before, new terminology, the old stuff isn't going away, but the new stuff is coming faster than we can assimilate, and I'm sure it's having a a great impact on those colleges and universities. So they're going to talk to us a little bit about that. They'll also talk um uh, to students who may be in the audience because some of our HSCC students will be arriving on Tuesday as well and they're going to talk a little bit about the finances and a little bit about the GPAs and what it takes to get into the schools and what it takes to stay in the schools and what kind of resources they have to make sure that you get the education that you're paying for and that you um, have um, learned the, the study habits and leave that college or university with the skill set that's going to make you employable. So that's going to be on Tuesday. Um, Of course, we'll have our leadership training for our BDPA leaders. That's for our officers in our chapters throughout the country. Um, We all have special training for them, basically teaching them how to grow their chapter, how to lead their chapter, the different intricacies of being a leader within BDPA and I believe um, our own Wayne Hicks is going to be delivering a workshop for our leaders as well so we'll have a whole day of leadership training for all of our BDPA leaders and they're all invited to come and partake of that um, day, that's going to be a special day Uh, let's see what else do we have, we have our great opening ceremony which is always awesome because we get to see the students from all of our um, chapters that attend the conference, they get announced and they come in and they're so proud and they're so excited and they're so happy. So there's such a level of energy and anticipation and excitement during that opening ceremony that um, if you've never been before, it's a great thing to witness. I
2: understand. And that the world, we, we have we our typical
4: have to... lunches. We 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 have a couple companies that want to us our members to learn about what they have to offer in the way of IT opportunities. And so we'll be having lunch with them. And of course, we have our dignitaries um reception uh where we're going to have our CIO panel again that was very well received and that's going to be sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Oklahoma, Texas and Illinois. So they were very happy with what we did last year and they wanted to do it again. And last but not least, we have our career fair, our two-day career fair. And we're really gearing up for that.
2: And so if there's somebody out there that's listening that um, either they're an they're a IT professional, they're a parent, they're a corporate leader that that realizes that um, their company should have be connected with BDPA, how can, that, how can that person that's listening either today or even on the archive version many many months and years from now, how do they get in touch with BDPA? How can they reach out and, and learn more and get engaged with us?
4: Well, they can definitely contact us through our national website, www.bdpa.org. We have a contact us form there, and you can fill that out. If you logged into the website, if you're a member, it will capture all your information, and you just write your message. If not, you write your message. And we typically respond to those within 24 hours, and you can ask us anything. You can always... um, Email me directly at BDPA. I'm president at BDPA.org. And then you can find us. You can Google us. You can find us on the website, Facebook, Twitter. We're everywhere if you put BDPA there. And um, you can either send us an email or give us a call, our contact information, our mailing address. If you want to do snail mail, it's all on our website, www.bdpa.org
2: and and monique and madam president monique in the final minute or so of the show can you if if just just let your let your mind wander for a moment and your greatest vision if you if you're you've gone through the two years kind of put yourself that towards the end of your your time as our national president you know what is it that you really want to be able to say you know i came and this is what this is what you know has occurred as a result of me being here what's your What are you really hoping to accomplish with your efforts with BDPA?
4: I have so many things that I want to accomplish, but if I don't do anything else, I want the average age of our members to be, I'm going to say, 22 to 28. I want the average age. And I'm not saying that I don't want us old-timers to be members, but what I'm saying is that I want more student, young members, fresh out of college to to be members of BDPA so that when they get to be our age, they can mentor young people and they can mentor the people behind them. And also, if they join BDPA right out of college or while they're in college and they stick with it, they will definitely see their careers advance from the classroom to the boardroom—that
2: is outstanding. I, I'm just now realizing as I look at my own my own age, I got to go out and find about nine or ten younguns so that the average with me and that those nine or ten will will fit into your range. So I got my work cut out for me, Monique.
4: Exactly. But the the young people that most of them aren't married; they're single. They have the energy to 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 do what we need to do to grow this organization because. Um, I guess my other thing that I want BDPA to be is not the best-known secret in IT. I want everybody to know about BDPA because we do some great things, and if you participate and you are active within BDPA, I guarantee you that you can advance your career.
2: And as they say on Sundays, amen yeah. do appreciate you <laughs> taking the time to call in, Monique. Um, it, it is always a pleasure to hear our president, and it encourages the volunteers and and the people that are working on this particular biweekly radio show. just encourages us to know that you listen in and that you do care enough to to call in and talk with us and and with our audience. And so thank you very much um, to Monique for being a guest with us this evening. We also want to thank the other guests that we had tonight, Gunda Chappell, who came to us from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And Portia Westbrook, who came to us from the Chicago area as the owner of her own company um, we our third guest uh, dr brown we will we will work with Dr. Brown and have him rescheduled for a for a, another show. Our next show actually will be in two weeks um, on the fourth Tuesday of July that'll be july the twenty fourth and we are looking forward and hope that all of you have will make this must listen radio and that you'll be there. So thank you very much to everybody and to Everaldo, our, our um, volunteer and our technician who's running the show. And we will go to the um, outro. And just thank you on behalf of Fran McNeil and the others from the BDPA I Radio show, have a fantastic month of July. Bye-bye.
1: BBPA I Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, Computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BBPAI Radio Show is a regular exchange for BBPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BBPAI Radio guests link the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.